was a time that I swore I would never go back. I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had. I was running, I was searching, but every place I turned for healing left me more broken than the last. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse, where they see me at my worst, to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. Trying to walk on my own, but I'm wound up lost. Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross. Not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners. And it's right where I belong. Acknowledge the listeners over in the various parts of Mexico, Brazil, over in the various parts of Paris, France, Sweden, Australia. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. I'm on the road today. You know, every day is a reason for the season. You already know that. I'm out here on the road today, listeners, females at 57.1%, males at 28.6%, unidentified at 14.3%, ages 25 through 27 at 143 28 through 34 at 14.3%, 35 to 44 at 42.9%, and 45 through 59 at 28.6%. Those 
truth represent you? Today's topic, relational topic, you just don't care in a relationship, do you? But before we begin, you know, there was a man, could have been a woman, but it happened to be a man. He had been lost and walking in the desert for about seven days. One day, knowing it was hot, he comes to the home of a preacher, could have been an imam, rabbi, priest, or human teacher. He was tired and weak. He crawls up to the house and collapses on the doorstep. The preacher takes him in and nurses him back to health. Feeling better, the man asks the preacher for directions to the nearest town. The preacher tells him the directions and offers to lend him his horse to make it. The preacher says, however, there's a special thing about this horse. You have to say thank God to make it go and all man to make it stop. So here already you see the care of the preacher, letting him in his home, taking care of him, and lending him his horse to get to his next destination. Anxious to get to town, the man says, sure, okay, and gets on the horse. He says, thank God, and sure enough, the horse starts walking. A little bit later, he says, louder, thank God, thank God, and the horse starts trotting. Feeling really brave, the man says, thank God, thank God, thank God, and the horse is soon up to a full run. Maybe that's you, all excited, unconcerned. Did you really listen to what the preacher said that may affect your life, your relationship? Well, back to the story, or maybe it's your story. And then he realizes the man on the horse running at a full ride now. He realizes he's heading for a huge cliff and yells, whoa, but the horse doesn't even slow. It's coming up real quick, and the man's doing everything he can to make the horse stop. Whoa, stop, hold on. And finally he remembers. Oh, man. Well, the horse stops a mere two inches from the cliff's edge and almost throwing him over its head. The man, panting and heart racing, He wipes the sweat from his face and leans back in the saddle. Maybe that's you. Oh, he said, gasping for air. Thank God. Now, you already know what happens next, don't you? In that story. Or maybe it's your story. Again, today's topic. You just don't care. It was an elderly man, 85 years of age. He's been arrested and charged after stabbing his wife, 81 years of age, to death. He stabbed her in the back because he didn't want to eat the pancakes she she had made for him. 
Now ponder these stories. You don't mind, do you? About the care. Oh, the uncare, the unconcern. Homeless lady who shot dead Hollywood social justice advocate because he was friends with the female director she'd been stalking. How about your relationship? You care? Are you an unconcerned person in the relationship? Did you stop paying attention when they asked you to do something? And when they did, do you always say, I'll do it later? And what type of sign you think you're showing when you really don't care about the workload you're putting on them in the relationship? As a matter of fact, you don't even look at them like a high priority. Or maybe that's them, you. And speaking of priorities, do you notice partner of yours, you know, the one that you're all in love with, dating, wanting to be married to? Did you notice that you're at the bottom of their priorities? So what do you think is going to happen when You've been taking that person for granted with your all unconcerned self, and and now they're leaving, and they're moving on. And you're not even concerned about them leaving. You're not even upset. And when it comes time to be intimate with each other, do you notice you're finding reasons why you shouldn't sleep with your husband or your wife? And you really don't care how they feel about the rejection. Do you notice when they see you all upset that they don't even try to comfort you? Remember now, this is the person that went through everything just to be with you or you them. Do you notice that you have stopped looking forward to seeing them and now you're starting to see them as a bother to you? And do you notice everything about the relationship is repetitive? Why is that? You don't mind me asking, do you? Do you notice that? And do you notice your schedule is filled with time spent with other people? Matter of fact, you done spent time with everybody on the planet now you done went to somebody that's going to leave Earth on a spaceship because you want to go to another planet, find somebody just to spend time with them, just so you want to spend time with that person that you say you love. But have you started treating that person in your life that was important, personal servant? And you wonder why they begin to have wandering eyes while with you. You even got to the point that you're not even trying to stay in shape or nice looking for them or to be sexy for that person in your life that you care about. But have you noticed they've lost respect for you? Have you noticed that you're staying with them because you like the quality of life that 
they have with you or you with them and oh and it's out of sense of a duty have you noticed all of that a relationship unconcerned indifferent how about with God time you know open the scriptures for you for you Are you indifferent toward God? You have no desire to seek him? A relationship. Or maybe you're in a relationship with God and no desire to seek him? You've gone to him for guidance and refuse to heed his word? You refuse to respond to his accountability, discipline for your life. And you already recognize you're already rebelling against him. You're ignoring God and his warning. So what do you think is going to happen in that relationship with God, a different relationship with that human or human woman down here on earth? And what type of eternal consequence do you think it's going to have for your life whenever he calls your name? Especially as it relates to ignoring his salvation. Have you thought about it? And how about the religious leaders? They're indifferent. Do you know about it? Like over in Ezekiel 34, verses 2, 3, 4, Zechariah chapter 11, verse 16 through 17, and John chapter 10, verse 12 through 13. So, Pastor, Imam, Rabbi, Priest, Human Teacher, you're different. You can find it in the scripture. You're indifferent toward the needs of others. And the word lets you know where that comes from. Sin, you know, evil thoughts, words, or deeds. And thinking about indifference toward others, do you notice how David's siblings treated him when he wanted to go out to battle on behalf of Israel with Goliath? Do you notice the indifference toward Joseph, our Savior, towards Paul, the apostle? And speaking of Paul, you know, Paul was a Christian evangelist. And when you study him, you notice how he established congregation of the Lord's people in a lot of cities in the Roman Empire. And I know you've done your historical of the Roman Empire. But do you notice after Paul departed from the city that he didn't forget fellow brethren, followers of Christ that he left behind? Do you notice how his mind, where the battle takes place, was constantly thinking about the faithfulness of the brethren, 
And remember when you read his story about the problems that they were experiencing and the desire that he had for them to enter into heaven's gate. And over Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, he wrote, Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Do you notice how the apostle was always deeply concerned for his brothers and sisters in Christ? Believers of the household of faith sitting in the pews, standing behind the pulpit, do you have that concern? Because Paul, through his multiple letters, you see in his writing to the churches in the New Testament, that shows that. It shows the concern that he had for his brethren. You know, the same concern many believers today, you, me, you, you, you. You do, don't you? And when you really think about that word concern, you know, the opposite of indifference, cold, unconcerned. It involves having a deep interest in another's welfare, do you? Because the one who's concerned to another feels that the person for whom they're concerned is very important. How about that relationship we're talking about? And the way you're acting. And when things are not right in the lives of those important to them, like, you know, the ones we're talking about, getting all anxious, troubled, disquieted inside. Do you know from a sadness standpoint, as we enter 2024, those who are concerned for others sometimes find that the one they are concerned about is unconcerned for themselves. One of the things that every believer of the household of faith, every brethren, every child of God should be concerned about is our own growth in Christ. Another way of expressing our growth is by the words, you know, soul development. Are we growing? Have we been growing in our relationship, not only in Christ, but with that person in our lives, whoever comes to your heart and mind? And you got to keep in mind as a believer of the household of faith that every believer came a believer by experiencing a new birth like John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5 talked about. Because you're talking about a new convert you know, a babe in Christ. Think about it. Those of you who are beloved parents or a parent or mentor to somebody, that child, when that child came into the world, you didn't give that child no meat. You gave them milk. And then when they became 3,000 years of age, you didn't still keep giving them milk, did you? The moment... They're born like that believer of the household of faith. You're to grow. You're to develop. You're to mature. 
But you know, the word recognizes that some are not growing, are you? And Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and 14 points it out. Child that we're talking about. That's in your life. Are they starting to grow? Have you stopped giving them milk and you're now giving them meat so that they can grow? Is that believer's knowledge still shallow? Is that believer not molding themselves in the image of Christ? Is that believer not stepping up to positions of responsibility as they should? How about that child of yours? That pastor, that elder, that faithful brethren, the ones who are concerned about those babes in Christ. You know, remember that command that's been given to grow like Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18 talks about? you got to remember, as babes, we're supposed to be growing because we're vulnerable. Yep, vulnerable, but also accountable. Unto our heavenly father. Like that relationship you're in. Accountable to that other person, that other person to you. Now extend that relationship from your home. Go out there in your neighborhood. Out there in the social world, political world, educational world, health world, criminal justice world. You name the world system. But there are a lot of us that are unconcerned. And continue in your childish ways as if no problem exists in your life or your spiritual life. And then you have another group. Some within the church, you know, your place of worship that's very concerned about those who are entangled in sin. You know, evil thoughts, words, and deeds. And think about it as you apply it back to that human relationship of yours. Well, all of a sudden, you or the other person is unconcerned. What's going on? Or in correlation with that which I talked about. Is it a sin of commission? You know, that's something that they're doing. Or is it a sin of omission, something that they're not doing? Because it can involve some view as little sin. Now, you heard that. Individuals are trying to identify things as little sins or large sins, and God doesn't recognize that. But for those of you who are doing it, you're looking at little sins as cursing and lying and failing to attend the worship services regular. And then you're looking at big sins as adultery, drunkenness, or complete apostasy. See how you'd have made the distinction? especially those of you who got a mirror up and somebody else and not to yourself. But the faithful and the deeply concerned about their lifestyle that they know is not right before God or before that person that's in their life, they pray for them. They try to speak to them. They know that that which is wrong in that person's life, there's going to be some earthly or eternal consequence. 
the believer of the household of faith? Have you obeyed God through his Holy Spirit and reached out to your sister or brother in Christ to lift him up? Or have you, through the flesh, reached out to him and put your foot on his shoulders to keep him down? Or have you? And then you got that third group. Many express concern as parents with their children who are at home. You know that loving parent to recognize that that child of yours is a gift from God, like Psalm 127.3 talks about. Those of you loving parents who, before you're sending that child out into this cold and different world to meet individuals who are unconcerned, but you recognize you're the stewards of the souls of those God has given you. And you're training them the way God would have you to. And you're watching over them. And you understand the work that's been assigned to you. But yet there are some that's unconcerned. It's not a big deal if your child is out there missing classes, or like you hear about that's going on globally. Out here protesting without knowing what you're protesting because whoever your leaders are and you didn't check the motives or you didn't listen to that parent that you know love to care about you or that mentor or whomever God has brought to your heart and mind. Why are you so unconcerned about the spiritual welfare of your children? Why is that? Why is that? Don't you recognize, I know you do, that having a lack of concern that we've been talking about involves a heart problem beginning with you. And that just simply means that that heart does not love God as it should, like the person in your life. The heart is not grateful to the Lord based on all that you know he's done for you as you enter 2024. You know, your heart that is not even appreciating the seriousness of what God would have you to do that glorifies him, that builds others up, that leads others to him, not to you, Pastor. That heart of yours is not aware of the consequences of your unconcernedness, you know, your indifference. All that I'm talking about today involves a relationship. And those of you who have tuned in, not by accident, if you happen to fall into this category of being unconcerned, I'm concerned for you. And you got to remember that a lot of individuals have learned a sad lesson 
that a person can become concerned for themselves, their families, and others when it's too late. And by the way, did you know that our Savior, Jesus Christ, condemned indifference? Did you know that? How about you? What happened leading you to be indifferent in the first place? Were you hurt? Were you? Coming up, long-suffering, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Kelly Garner is going to be an interview about hope. I know you're hopeful. You are, are you not? And then next week, we're going to talk about AI, you know, artificial intelligence. This will be my part two. How does it affect you and you and you and you, believer? or any individual. But how does it affect you? Have you thought about it? Do you even know about it? Do you even care? Are you that unconcerned? I know you're not. A lot of us in this house tonight, we're on the Potter's wheel right now. And it's not comfortable. It doesn't feel good. But we need to just take solace in the fact that even though it may not feel good right now, as long as as I'm in his hands. I know that everything is going to be all right. Just touch somebody, look them in the face, and tell them I'm in his hands. Listen. He sees And he shares, he shares your pain inside. And sometimes, sometimes you wonder why he, he allows you, you to go, go through what you go through. What you go Yes, it does. He 